But what he did, the ransom, again, was his own life, his own blood, and he was paying that to God, God the Father. It's a Monday, and uh, today, Derek, I'm going to... uh I'm going to really put you on the spot, okay? but I'm not going to do it right now. I'm going, to, I'm going to wait until we're about 16 minutes into the podcast, so I want everybody to, to mark your uh, time here on the, on the episode. When we get to the 16-minute mark, I'm going to surprise you with a the theological uh, question, and uh, I know you're going to give us the correct answer uh, because that's just how you roll. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, there's, it came up in the reading, and I want to hear your thoughts on it. All right. Hey, and it's a word of grace. Good to hear you back. That voice you heard is uh, Derek Gillespie. He's a blessing to our church, and I know a blessing to you as you continue to listen on the podcast. And he and I serve together here at Grace Baptist Church in Romeo. Glad you're listening. We're studying. Uh, this podcast is just about studying different books together and Specifically, uh, this time, it's It Is Well, which is a book just of sermons on the substitutionary atonement of Christ. We believe, as Christians, that Jesus died in our place to take away our sin. And if you have not believed or received that, we encourage you to check out our website, listen to our sermons, go back and listen to some podcasts, or come visit us at the church and let us help you along the way. Derek, today uh, the passage is Mark ten forty five. It's another, again, I said we're going to move into the New Testament now, and for the next eight or nine uh, lessons, we are going to be discussing uh, New Testament uh, passages related to uh, the substitutionary work of Jesus. And we come to Mark ten forty five, which is a, a very well-known and oft-memorized uh, verse, for the Son of Man did not come to, I'm going to probably quote it in the King James, did not come to serve or minister. Which way is it in the King James? Uh, I believe it's serve, but I, I may be wrong. Then Son of Man did not come that. to serve. Uh, excuse me. Did not come to be served. be served. That changes the meaning, doesn't it? Did mm-hmm. not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. This is in the context of exercising authority. In fact, in the beginning, uh, earlier in this passage... This is where James and John come up and very arrogantly ask Jesus for a position in the kingdom uh, where they would be allowed to sit on his right hand and left hand. And there are, uh, there is, rather, in our society a desire for authority and leadership and being mm. in a position of power. And Jesus kind of turns that on his head and says, that's not m- what my mission was, and it shouldn't be what your mission is. And he makes this wonderful comment about his substitutionary atonement, mm-hmm. that he he came to give his life a ransom for many. Now, in the chapter, we're just going to do this uh, the way it is in the chapter. He points out seven things, or seven, um, uh, seven truths, really, from this uh, verse, and uh, I'm going to turn it over to you, Derek. Can you walk us through them, and we'll make okay. some comments as we go. And, and we'll do, you know, since it's about 20 minutes, we really only have two to three minutes on each. Okay. And then at the 16-minute mark, I'm going to drop the theological bombshell <laughs> on you. Okay, no, go ahead. Okay, the first one is, uh, he says that Jesus is our fellow man. Because it says the Son of Man. Yes. But I, I, this is where I tend to disagree, because 
he he says the phrase son of man is really a phrase that emphasizes his deity but it or excuse me his humanity but it really is a phrase that emphasizes his yeah. deity as well it's mm-hmm. a favorite phrase that Jesus calls himself the right. son of man but in Daniel chapter 7, it talks about the Son of Man being mm-hmm. gifted the kingdoms mm-hmm. from the Ancient of Days. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that I agree with him here, but I do understand what he's saying, that Jesus mm-hmm. is truly man. Right. He, is a, right. he is a man like us, tempted in every way, but mm-hmm. without sin. We can move on quickly from that. Okay. Go ahead. Okay, next one. I'm sorry. I was looking at some notes. Oh, did you have something to say about that? I'm sorry. Yeah, I was just going to say something very quickly. When we think in terms of him being a human being, the Hebrew uh, word goel, he is our kinsman redeemer. And there were three things that uh, were required for him to be our kinsman redeemer. Number one, he had to be related to us, which he was because he took on human flesh. Yes. Secondly, he had to have the ability to do it which he did because he was God. And thirdly, he would have to have the means to carry it out. So Jesus met all three of these qualifications to be our kinsman redeemer. Amen to that. Good. Second one, uh, Jesus is our God. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. the, the way he comes to this, Derek, is he says in this passage, the Son of Man did not come. Mm-hmm. That indicates did not come to... I always am saying it right. Did not come to be served. He didn't right. come so that the world could wait on his every move. Right. Rather, he came to serve. But just him saying he did not come indicates that he came with deliberate purpose. Right. No, no human being can say that. Mm-hmm. None. I mean, how many? What would it mean if you stood up in church on Sunday and <laughs> said something? I did not come into this world <laughs> to. Right, be a part of an R and B group whose name will be withheld from all of time. <laughs> it would you would be like very arrogant to say you didn't. Yes. You didn't. Yes. What do you mean you didn't come into this mm-hmm. world? Mm-hmm. You didn't have any choice in the matter. Mm-hmm. And but but Jesus is saying I did. Right. Yes. Isn't that, isn't that that's kind of that's correct. And I also yeah. think that that word is loaded with meaning. Okay. Uh, because it's also. Uh, uh, speaking of his pre-existence, right. he came from somewhere. He yes. didn't just Great. poof, yeah. you know, show up. Yeah. But he came from uh, from heaven. So here in this just initial, we're not even getting to the substitutionary death part yet, but we see that he is the God-man. Absolutely. He, he's not 50% God, right. 50% man, but truly Holy. God, truly man. Yes. Okay, third thing. Okay, the third thing is Jesus is our servant. Mm. That's something when you think about it. Really, the picture of humility, isn't it? Yes, it is. I mean, when we think of servant, Jesus being a servant, where does your mind typically go? Mm. You know, as far as his washing the disciples' yeah. feet. Yeah. Yeah. What a disgusting. Yeah. We don't understand that. That was a menial job in that time, and I'm sure not a very pleasant one. We don't live in a culture like uh-huh. that. I mean, you wonder if they were stepping in manure. That's true. You know, they stepping, probably were. Yeah. And, and yet the Lord uh, humbles himself. And, and really, I mean, we are talking about the atonement, but but Christ here is giving us an example because what he's saying is even the Son of Man didn't come for those mm-hmm. purposes. So it's the argument from the greater to the lesser. He's saying if I'm not asking for that type of treatment and I'm serving, mm-hmm. why are you coming to me and asking me for a yes. position of power? Yes. You should be following the example of being a servant. Mm-hmm. We don't have people... I mean, in general, being a servant is not something people are aspiring to be. Uh, 
we we don't want to do the lowest mm-hmm. of the jobs. We don't want to put ourselves beneath people. Mm-hmm. We want to be above people That's and right. have them serve us in Christ's name. And, saying, and, and I like me. how Dever puts it. Uh, he says that th- this is something that is uh, totally counterintuitive to the world. He says that Christianity exalts service. Most uh, religions, uh, of course, they 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 want to appease their deities or what have you, but no man really wants to serve. He wants to be the guy on top of the hill, yeah. and you come and serve him. He wants to be the guy in the back of the limo. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And he wants to be the guy with the personal chef mm-hmm. and not the guy who's doing the service for those. And those you're pretty stupid people. if you're the servant. Yeah. Yeah. You What? You couldn't, you couldn't do better than right. this? Exactly. Christ is saying that there is honor in service. Mm-hmm. Fourth. Jesus is our sacrifice. Mm. Here's, here's where we're starting to come to the atonement part. And let's tie it in with the next one, which is he is our ransom. ransom okay. Yeah. He gave his life as a sacrifice. So what we have here is pictured back again to the Old Testament symbolism of Passover and the Day of Atonement, the two major celebrations of the Jewish people to recognize the um, the need for a sacrifice, the need for a substitute. And then he says he's the ransom, to give his life a ransom. Can you explain what he means by that, Derek? Okay, well, one thing that we need to disabuse everyone of is the fact that many people think that this means that Christ somehow paid something to the devil, which he did not. You're saying that's not the case. That is not the case. But what he did, the ransom, again, was his own life his own blood, and he was paying that to God, God the Father. When we think of ransom, we think of, uh, we typically think of like a, what, like a kidnapped child? Right. And there is a villain who is holding this person and waiting for a payment. Uh-huh. And that is where kind of the satanic... Uh-huh themes come in where we think Satan somehow is holding, I mean, that really breaks down though. Who is Satan holding? Satan is holding us mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Jesus, Jesus has to die in order to pay him off. But it, he, what was the ransom paying off? The ransom was paying off. Ultimately, it was extinguishing the wrath of God. It was paying off God's anger towards uh, sins committed against him. Yeah. The wrath of God was necessary because of what we talked about, what was it, two sessions ago when we talked about his justice, that he could not just let sins go by like mm-hmm. the grandpa in the rocking chair mm-hmm. saying, hey, that's okay. And this is, this is what makes James and John's statement earlier in the passage so foolish when mm-hmm. they say, when Jesus says to them, oh, you want a position of authority? Can you bear the cup that I'm going to bear? Yes, and they're like, yes. yeah. They didn't understand. Arrogance did they? also. They didn't understand. Uh, I, I think about uh, uh, something that you've often said, and, and, and it sticks with me, and it is the fact that God sent himself to save us from himself. Yeah. That is, to me, that says a mouthful. Yeah, I think the way, I think that's from Stephen Lawson. I'm saying it exactly yeah. right. It's but from Stephen Lawson, I think, and maybe he got I'm sure he got it from someone else. Uh, I'm always intrigued by that because, like, I'm reading these books, 
let's say I'm studying Luke and I got five or six books open, mm-hmm. they're all quoting each other. Oh, absolutely. No one has an original yes. thought, yes. but it was it was God himself sent himself okay, to is. save us from himself. That's that's yeah. awesome to yeah. me. Um so Jesus is putting himself in our place. The word ransom here means it is a price paid for another's release, mm. but we are, as you said, not being released from Satan's grasp, right. but being released from mm. being the object of God's wrath. Right, absolutely. I, I know I've used this phrase before, but I think in I think in pictures sometimes, and I think of John three thirty six, where it says... He that has the Son has life, but he that does not have the Son shall not see life, because the wrath of God abides, abides on him. Upon and him. I think abides on him means that it is abiding on them now. Right. I mean, we're looking out on this beautiful, sunny morning, and we joked about the traffic report or whatever. Um, but as people walk by, if we could see, I've mentioned this before, but if we could see the spiritual realm, what we would see is, I just picture the wrath of God in a bubbling cauldron. Cauldron, yeah. Mm. With a with a rope attached again, this is all symbolic to the heavens, and it's abiding on them. Right now, it's being withheld right now because, right. as you frequently say, the common grace of God. Mm-hmm. He's not willing that any should perish. He wants that person to come to repentance. But the minute mm-hmm. that person could be walking down the road and a drunk driver come or One a heart attack away. comes, and then that cauldron rope mm. snaps mm. and the wrath pours mm. down mm. upon them. But Jesus in a sense, took that cauldron of mm. wrath. Mm. I know I'm thinking in pictures, and I'm not trying to make anybody think the same way, but took that cauldron of wrath mm. so that if we believed on him, our bubbling cauldron is gone. Right. We are no right. longer subject to that. Right. That's the ransom. Amen. The ransom not paid to Satan, but to the justice and wrath of God mm-hmm. so that we could be free from that punishment because he bore it for yes. us. And that was his purpose in coming. Mm-hmm. And you think about that. He left, this is, goes right back to Philippians chapter 2, he did not consider equality with God something to be held on to at mm-hmm. all costs, mm-hmm. but made himself in the form of man and took upon himself the form of a servant, which is exactly mm-hmm. what we're talking about here, and became obedient unto death, even yes. the death of a cross. Yes. It's just overwhelming, isn't it? It is overwhelming. Yeah. Next one, Derek, because we're getting close to the 16-minute mark, and I have to uh, I have to drop a theological bomb. <laughs> okay, the next one is Jesus is our substitute, yeah. and it's what we've been talking about yeah. all along. I often say that my favorite word in the Bible is the word for, F-O-R, mm-hmm. okay. because that word... That word does not mean for our benefit. Mm-hmm. I think about this. Okay, let's. Uh, Max is still with us, and I, I'm getting thirsty. Okay, I need a I need a Pepsi from the mm-hmm. gas station. Will you go to the gas station, Max, and get me a Pepsi? And you respond. Yes. <laughs> That's not your first word on the packet. So he uh-huh. he goes for me. He goes for my benefit. Mm-hmm. That's not what it's talking about. It's mm-hmm. for is in, in my place. In my, boy, again, we're sending signals to each other yeah. because in my mind, I wrote that down as you were saying yeah. it, but you can continue Well, on, that's but. the idea of yeah. he, bearing something negative that I should be bearing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's what Christ is saying here for, for himself. I, when I think of substitute in the Bible, my mind goes to Genesis 22 when Abraham is asked to kill his son, mm-hmm. and uh, they go up on the mountain, and he's willing to, but God intervenes and stops him, and then there's an animal caught, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that animal comes in and dies in Isaac's place. Mm-hmm. The word for, F-O-R, is all over the Bible. 
he made him to be sin for us, mm. who knew no sin. Mm. God commendeth his love for us, and that while Christ, while we're sinners, Christ died for us. Mm. He died once for all, the just for. And I always like, when I read that in my Bible, I always think, in the place of. When mm-hmm. Christ died, he mm-hmm. died in my place. He mm-hmm. died in your place. And that's what he's announcing to his followers, and that's what he's announcing to everybody who's listening. And again, the response is to the unbeliever, do you want to gamble your soul on your own achievements mm. when Scripture is clear mm. that that you will pay the penalty for your sin and mm. it cannot be made up for by your mm. own good works? Right, and you think in terms of death, you close your eyes in death and one millisecond afterwards you realize that the decisions you made were wrong. And there's no change. And there's no change. You know, I mentioned that to my Bible class because we were talking about the afterlife, and we are actually looking at Luke 16 where the guy is in hell lifting up his eyes, and he sees Lazarus Mm -hmm. in heaven. Mm -hmm. And it was the same weekend that Kobe Bryant was inducted into the Hall of Fame. Derek, I know you're not big into sports, but do you know who Kobe Bryant is? Yes, I do. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Great. I didn't mean to... I did, that hey, sounded, that sounded hey. very like uh, yes, condescending. Very, quite condescending. It, it but, was, but no, but like, it was appropriate. It's like saying, Derek, have you ever heard about Abraham Lincoln? <laughs> I mean, no, but I, I know you're not really into sports. That's, yeah. Anyway, so he got elected in the Hall of Fame, but he's dead, of course. Right. He died in a, mm-hmm. in a helicopter accident, and it just stuns me that the people are talking to him. Of course, as, and these are unbelievers, and we, we get that they're talking to him as if he cares. Mm-hmm. His wife mm-hmm. says, you're in the Hall of Fame now. You're one of the greatest. And I asked my class, mm-hmm. if Kobe Bryant had 30 seconds mm-hmm. at that ceremony, it would all be, he, he would give up all those things, wouldn't sure. he? Sure, sure. And, and, but there's no hope. There's no mm-hmm. hope now. That's why the urgency in regards to the gospel is to receive it now. That's right. And Because and now is all you have. It just... Just unbelievable to think about that. Now, we're coming to the end, and I've kind of been joking about asking you an important question, but we've talked about this a little bit before as mm-hmm. far as for whom did Christ die. Okay. okay. We, get into, we get into a Calvinism discussion, and we're not going to get full-blown into that today, but when it says in this passage that he get to give his life a ransom for many, mm-hmm. okay, if it said to give a life a ransom for all, we would then have to believe in universalism, right? That Christ died mm-hmm. for everybody. Mm-hmm. What does Christ dying for many imply? Okay, well, for one thing, uh, I think it was Dever. He said that the many just meant a lot, yeah. but I also believe that it meant uh, specifically for the elect. Yes, yeah, I, I believe that too. Um, Boy, the bomb kind of fizzled there because, <laughs> and I didn't. I, I kind of built it up just for fun because I knew we w- would both agree to that. Mm-hmm. But it is a difficult thing for some people to understand. But when we think about our all wise God sending His Son to die on the cross, He is He is paying the punishment for those who would receive him. Now, yeah. we as individuals mm-hmm. don't know that. That's, That's why we right. do VBS mm-hmm. and outreach, and we tell everybody, and we say, right. would you like to come to Christ? You can. Mm-hmm. But in reality, Christ died for his people, mm. and that's what the mm. many means. And it is yes. opposed to a few, because there are yes. many, many who have received Christ. Mm-hmm. I really like what was said, and I, I wrote this phrase down. In the last episode, we talked about the satisfaction that Jesus had uh, mm-hmm 
in his death that in his, he he and we mentioned Hebrews chapter twelve and for the joy that was set before him he endured the cross. Here's the phrase that was. Um, well, first of all, it said that Christ knew those for whom he was dying. Mm-hmm. And then it said, Jesus would not be frustrated by his inability to deliver some whom he would love to deliver, but would never come to him. Mm-hmm. Isn't that something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the idea mm-hmm. that Jesus mm-hmm. would die. Like if we said Jesus died for the sins of the world, everybody. Right. Then that means there would be people for whom Jesus died who are rejecting him, that Jesus would not be satisfied but frustrated because he's hoping against hope that they mm-hmm. would receive him because mm-hmm. he died mm-hmm. for you, mm-hmm. please. But in reality, the the majestic and manifold wisdom of God is on display because he has chosen, he knows mm-hmm. exactly, and Christ's suffering would be exactly appropriate right, to right. those who would receive him. Boy, I, I think you gave a... a, a uh perfect illustration or assessment of Arminianism yeah. that basically, you know, and not to pit one against the other, but uh, the reality is Christ died specifically, I believe with all my heart, yes. for those who would believe in him. We believe that the Father chose a group of individuals before the foundation of the world, uh, and and the Son died for those individuals so mm-hmm. that he could give them to God. Right. And that doesn't that doesn't make God unfair or unjust. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, it doesn't change our demeanor towards the lost no. in any way. But it it actually magnifies. And and that that's when I think about here. I am sitting in this upper room, pastoring this church and having the privilege of knowing God as as my Father through Christ, my Savior. And it's all on the basis of God's choice. Mm. That that like that's enough to blow your mind. Because the opposite would be, I was intelligent and smart enough to mm-hmm. come, and God mm-hmm. really deserves me in His family. You know, He's lucky mm-hmm. to have me. Mm-hmm. But rather to think, I could be like one of the millions of apathetic, ignorant rejectors, but only for the grace of God. Mm-hmm. He loved mm-hmm. me and gave Himself a ransom for me. We're overtime. Do you want to? Did I? Did I not give you a chance to say anything that you wanted oh, no, to say no. here? No, I'm fine. Okay. It's been a good study so far, huh? I think it's great. Yeah, so we're four yeah. chapters in. Uh, w- what we're going to do is finish this and then do one more book, and then I think we're going to take a month off for the summer, right. but but mm-hmm. we're still a long way from that. Please, if it's an encouragement to you, the the one of the ways you can help us is by sending this podcast along to other people or by rating the podcast on uh, wherever it is you get it. Just give it a good rating. Give it a bad rating if it's no good. But uh, I think if you give it a good rating, it'll be seen by more people. But it's a way for people who may not uh, be yet comfortable in coming to church to hear what our church teaches and what we uh, believe. And most of all, we just hope it's an encouragement to you. Uh, so uh, we look forward to Wednesday night or Wednesday, Lord willing, continuing our discussion, and hope you'll be with us then. God bless. <laughs>